Jordan Peterson says he is being subjected to social media communication retraining by the College of Psychologists of Ontario. Peterson says he's being targeted by the college due to political comments on Twitter that include criticizing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and retweeting opposition leader Pierre Polyev. Two estimates show the Trudeau government's electric vehicle mandate will cost Canadian taxpayers nearly $100 billion to achieve. As a U.S. ship arrived in Germany's newly built liquefied natural gas terminal with a fresh shipment of gas, critics of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau blasted him for turning down an opportunity to sell Canadian gas to the European nation. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, January 4th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Cosmin Georgia. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Jordan Peterson says he's been informed by the College of Psychologists of Ontario that he will have to undergo, quote, social media communication retraining due to his tweets criticizing the Trudeau government. On Tuesday morning, Peterson posted, I have been accused of harming people. None of the complainants involved in the current action were clients of mine, past or present, or were even acquainted with any of my clients. We are now in a situation, Peterson continued, in Canada under Justin Trudeau, where practicing professionals can have their livelihoods and public reputations threatened in a very serious manner for agreeing with the official opposition and criticizing major government figures. Now, according to Peterson, he will need to complete a course with reports documenting his progress. And if he does not comply, he could face an in-person tribunal and may even have his license to practice clinical psychology in Ontario suspended. Peterson holds that the college had investigated complaints by people claiming to have been clients of Peterson, even though the complaints could have been dismissed as merely bothersome. Now, the college's executive director, Rick Morris, told the Daily Wire that he had reviewed the tweets and decided they justified an investigation. When True North reached out to the college for additional comment, they claimed they were unauthorized to comment. Cosman, this is quite a story here to think that of all the statements that people of various different professions and lines of work are making online, Jordan Peterson, after having several years of making very well-known public comments about a whole slew of issues, is suddenly finding himself at risk of losing his license. Right. It, it makes me wonder why now. But we've seen this with uh, other colleges that oversee different professions. I mean, during the pandemic, we saw it with the uh, College of Physicians in different provinces targeting uh, doctors for their political comments. So it really makes me wonder, what are the purposes of these colleges? Is it really to regulate a profession or to regulate what people in a profession can say? Yeah, it does bring about an interesting question that is somebody's uh, credibility, professionalism as a lawyer, as a doctor, as a psychologist, uh, so harmed when they make uh, partisan social media comments or retweets that they basically need to have their license potentially revoked. I mean, what, what are the grounds for all of that? And I, I think to your point, as we saw during the pandemic, there were people who were uh, who were investigated by the Ontario College of Physicians for making some sort of public policy statements that didn't align with the sort of prevailing narrative, but others who were making very extreme statements that 
were not facing censure because they did align with the narrative. So it seems like there's a big inconsistency here. Absolutely. And, you know, as Dr. Peterson pointed out, it's it's always one side of the equation that gets targeted in this manner. And I mean, he is a renowned figure. He has been speaking out for a long time, as you mentioned. So this is, to me, this is just a sort of continuation of uh, the uh, persecution that he has been going through over the past few years and this seems to be a new angle of attack. The Trudeau government's mandate to require all vehicles sold in Canada by the year 2035 to be electric or hybrid will cost taxpayers nearly a hundred billion dollars. As first reported by Blacklock's reporter, new federal estimates found that a bulk of the spending will be for increased electricity usage and could lead to lower consumer choice. Environment Canada wrote, The proposed amendments are expected to lead to a loss of consumer choice as the non-zero emission vehicles which are preferred by some will eventually be phased out of the light-duty vehicle market. Furthermore, zero-emission vehicles are expected to generally cost more than non-zero-emission vehicles, and this vehicle price increase could lead to a reduction in the quantity of vehicles purchased. The estimates revealed that electricity usage alone will cost $55.5 billion, while $24.5 billion could be spent by consumers on purchasing electric vehicles and charging stations. Meanwhile, the federal government would have to dish out $16 billion in subsidies to manufacturers and another $1.7 billion in subsidies for buyers. So, Anthony, is this realistic? It seems like this government's green agenda continues to cost taxpayers an untold amount of money. Cosman, as I was just saying in a video to True North... I believe that a transition to electric vehicles in the coming years is an inevitable one. I don't know what the ratio will be, what the timeline will be. It's happening. If I'm presented with a, a much more affordable vehicle, I don't have to pay for gas, the all-in costs are less, I'm obviously going to buy it. And we're just not there yet. The metrics aren't there. They're slowly getting there. And we just need to let the free market and all that fascinating R&D happen unfold. The liberal government thinks they can well, previously, they thought they could sort of bring in subsidies to bring it about. It's not happening to the timeline they like. Now they're thinking they can basically bully people into doing it, which is so bizarre. I mean, mandates for sales figures, this is something that, you know, I was writing in a column would be enough to make outright communists blush. I mean, it's just not how the economy works. So this whole thing is bizarre. And it's, it's no surprise that studies are finding it's just going to be such a massive drag of a cost on the economy to, to force it into being. You're right. I mean, it's one thing to um, for a new phase of technology to come about on its own. And, and it's another thing for the government uh, to really enforce it and, and require people to move in this direction. Uh, so is the country really ready for it? You know, do we have the infrastructure? Do we have enough charging stations to get people from point A to point B without having to worry about uh, losing a charge? Yeah, the answer is no. And there's recent reports out that Tesla did not properly represent uh, their charging capacity during colder temperatures, that what they were sort of promoting and advocating was more peak temperature. So people in some countries, I, I think it's in Europe, are finding a lot of challenges with this. Obviously, that translates to the Canadian winter as well. And they're going to figure all of this out. I mean, Elon Musk is a guy who's 
all about solving problems and just like testing things and, and getting it all figured out, fine, it'll happen, but it just doesn't happen consistently with government mandating it. There's just not a clean overlap between all of that. So I, I think the sort of climate evangelists just kind of need to chill in terms of how aggressively they want to force this stuff about. When German Chancellor Olaf Scholz visited Ottawa last year in search of alternative sources to offset Germany's dependency on Russian energy, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told Canadians that, quote, there wasn't a worthwhile business case. Well, it looks like there is a business case for some countries to solve this problem, because on Tuesday, a U.S. ship arrived in Germany's newly built liquefied natural gas terminal with a fresh shipment of gas. In December, Germany also signed an LNG deal with Qatar, which would see the European state receiving 2 million tons of gas per year for 15 years, beginning in 2026. Now, critics of the Trudeau government blasted the prime minister for turning down an opportunity to sell Canadian gas to the European nation on Tuesday. Conservative MP and foreign affairs critic Michael Chong called the deal a missed opportunity for Canada, as Germany seeks for ways to offset its dependency on Russian energy. Chong tweeted, quote, Germany's newly constructed LNG terminal received its first full cargo from the U.S. today, not Canada. That's partly because Trudeau believes there's never been a strong business case for exporting East Coast LNG. What a missed opportunity. Cosman, it's not every day that you have allies coming and knocking on your door, practically begging to get our energy, saying, we want to buy your product. I mean, that's a pretty easy sell. It should be. But that's a sell that Justin Trudeau just didn't seem to have an interest in fulfilling. Right. I, I mean, it's I think his comments, first of all, were, were irresponsible. Germany came with an honest offer uh, to 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 offset their reliance on Russian energy. I mean, they've been seeking to do that for the past while. Uh, especially now with the, the conflict in Ukraine. So Canada is a perfect candidate to offer energy to Europe. But it just seems that the Trudeau government is all talk. They're never willing to put any commitment uh, or, or discussions into actual action. And we've just lingered at that doorstep for so long. Look, and I know the ONG sector does talk about the ways in which it's true that the business case is dwindling. But I think one of the reasons for that is because the government just doesn't support things. I mean, if back when Trudeau first came into power in 2015, he said, we're going to do all we can to support energy projects, well, then the business case would be so much more robust right now. I mean, Trudeau's really brought along a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think what he means is when he says there's no business case, he means I don't want there to be a business case. Absolutely. The government is... Uh its own enemy they're the obstacle in this case and you know the industry has complained that the uncertainty of canada's regulatory landscape when it comes to energy development is one of the main uh, uh one of the main things that drives them out of this country to search for opportunities elsewhere and and this is just the government shooting itself in its own foot uh, to advance its own ideological commitment to environmentalism and the green agenda, as you said. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.